Welcome to Referrals and Rants, your podcast about business development and sales, because it's not just about having a pretty business, but actually a business that brings in cha-ching, cha-ching sales. I am your host, Antoinette Miner, and I thank you for joining me today. If you find that this podcast is of value, please share with a friend or two who have a business or are looking to get into business, and let's jump right in to this podcast. Hey, hey, hey there. So listen, this episode of Referrals and Rants comes from a genuine rant, (laughs) and we're going to jump into it in a second. Of course, my girlfriend, Macy, I don't know where she is right now. She usually records this with me in my room, but she is on her own thing, so hopefully she doesn't make too much noise. Um, But this episode is going to be labeled, Pick Up the Phone, and here's why. So today... I had realized I've been going back and forth with Uber and yeah, I don't care. I'm, I'm calling them out. They have to learn from their mistakes as well as we. So I'm just going to say it, Uber. Um, I had ordered something from Uber Eats probably a week ago, probably a little more than a week ago at this point. And um, they, at the time that I made the order, the app crashed and then it told me to get rid of everything in the cart. Long story short, I had to place a second order, and then when I looked at my receipt, they had charged me twice. It was the same order, same thing, but they just never sent me the first order, and the whole app just crashed. So I have been going back and forth with them to try and get a refund for the order that um, did not work. I mean, they never said anything about a driver on their way and never said anything about your order has been processed. It literally just crashed and told me to take everything out of the cart. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, I'm going back and forth with them and they're saying, you're not going to get a refund because this is that and the third. And I'm explaining to them, no, I didn't get my order. Here's what happened. And at this point, I've talked to like four people and they're just clearly not getting it. So now I'm looking for a phone number to reach out to Uber Eats and get my money back. There's no phone number on the app. There's no phone number on the website. I even have gone as far as to call their Uber driver phone number. Couldn't get anywhere with them. So then I had to default and go to Twitter like most of us do when we're ready to rant and we got problems with a company. And I called them out and I was like, yo, so what's going on here? I need a phone number. And do you know, of course, they were like, well, send us your email address and we can go back and forth. And I'm like, no, that's not what I want to do. I want to pick up the phone and call someone. And that was the inspiration for this podcast because Uber is way too big to act so small. And yes, we are in a digital age, but picking up the phone is one of the oldest forms of business skills that you need to have and should have. So I wanna talk about why it's important that we pick up the phone as entrepreneurs, small business owners, newbies in the game, even in your personal life, like you just just pick up the phone. Everybody wants to text, everybody wants to email, and I'm gonna tell you why you're losing money because you are not picking up the phone. So with all of that said, Oh, hey, Mace. She just walked in. Um, Let's get into this. So 
when I say these things or when I give you these tips, I'm just going to put it out here right now. I'm talking to myself too. I am talking to the person who um, is not confident on the phone sometimes, the person who um, skips out on phone calls at times, and you know would rather someone text me or email me to communicate rather than the phone call. But I know that picking up the phone has been beneficial to me in the past. It's beneficial to me now. And here's why you cannot ignore using the phone. Sorry, making a phone call as a business owner. So the first thing is it's because it's a great way to introduce yourself and not get lost in someone's emails. Now, this falls a little bit along the lines of cold calling. Um, and, you know, I, I don't really like cold calling. And in fact, cold calling is a really um, it's at the tippy, tippy, tippy bottom of the sales process. But it does have really great benefits when you when someone does pick up the phone and when you do contact the right client. Um, and there's ways to get around it being very salesy, especially if the person is not interested in being solicited. Um, but if you think about it, robocallers right now are winning and they don't have any intention on stopping anytime soon. So if it's working for them, you know that it can work for you, especially when you do it the right way. So what you can do for a phone call, or this is the way that I would structure my phone call, um, I would say something probably like, hi, my name is Antoinette from TYP Social Media Co. Um, and instead of saying something like, I would really love to work with you or you looking for marketing services, da 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 da, I would probably present them something of value and just straight up say to them, hey, you know what? I was looking on your feed and I'm a huge supporter of yours. I use your products and services or I've been following you for a while. And I just wanted to give you um, some tips or give you some feedback on a recent post that you did. And it looks like you use probably 30 hashtags on that post, but you it would be better if you use maybe two to five because it makes it look spammy. And I know you can reach more people by having an Instagram feed and da 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 da. So now I've presented value and I've engaged them in a conversation that is beneficial to them as opposed to just being a sales call. And I did this over the phone. And if I was to, to present that in email, the person may or may not open that and they may not may or may not receive it as 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 genuinely or I may not may not come off as genuine as I would if they heard my voice over the phone. So that's a big thing to do when when you're thinking about making your phone calls. You can really get ahead of the game by talking to them in person right then and there as a, as opposed to being ignored. And if you're like me and you have, you know, sometimes you're not as confident over the phone or you're, you're not it makes you a little anxious or nervous. One thing I used to do was I made my phone calls after six or seven o'clock. They're guaranteed to really not be in the office. Therefore, they're probably not picking up the phone. And the benefit as well is that they'll get your voicemail in the morning. And I find that sometimes voicemails are a little bit more urgent to get back to as opposed to an email, especially from someone you don't know. But if it's an e if it's a voicemail that seems urgent or seems genuine, you're probably going to get back to that before you get back to that email. The second thing, obviously, um, it minimizes the time that you waste. I mean, 
email is not the final resort when you follow up with people or you need to get an answer. How many times have you gone to the person and said, hey, let's link up or let's meet and then a week goes by and you've missed seven days or seven opportunities to meet with someone because you're waiting on a response and email. Pick up the phone. You have your calendar right there. They ask them to get their calendar as well. You guys can compare calendars right then and there instead of having all that time go by and an example of that is I met someone in November I believe at an event going back and forth through email we didn't meet until the last week of January because we're talking about vacations holidays snow days that they're not in the office and now we're meeting the last week of January when the project that this person wanted me to work on was due two weeks from then had we just you know gotten on the phone prior we probably could have hashed out whatever it was in that meeting right then and there on the phone but gotten something on the calendar much faster as well between the both of us on our on our schedules so it really just minimizes the wasted time um, and then there's little room for miscommunication as well don't always don't how should I say this so um, let's imagine that your client isn't happy right this is your opportunity to let them hear your tone of voice and in your email you may not be conveying that you do sympathize with them or that your um, or your apology may not may not come off as genuine we misread text messages all the time so people may misread emails and I feel it's much more personal to pick up the phone and call your client and say hey you know what, we messed up, sorry, here's what we can do, let's find a solution together. And you can solve the problem on the spot or create a plan to solve the problem right then and there. Instead of going back and forth in email, again, time wasted, and just nipping in the butt right there. Because if Uber had to just ask me what my phone number was and call me today, I, I may not be recording this podcast. No, 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 I probably would. I probably would. But I would be much happier as opposed to building up and building up and building up this anger and anxiety towards this company and to the point where I don't even want to use them anymore. So the longer you let it linger by letting emails go back and forth, the more upset your client is probably going to get. And that's more opportunity for them to go and look for other people who do what you do and replace you. Yep. I said it. Um, what else? So you have the ability to understand. So you're cutting out miscommunication. And sometimes things are better in writing because you can read it over, um, understand it a little bit better. And I think that's why follow-up emails are really great. But sometimes people can't convey exactly what it is, especially in creative spaces, what they want just by writing it down or seeing an email. You may have to talk to the client right then and there or the person that you're working with over the phone to clearly understand what it is that they want or what they need. You can ask questions. You can um, ask them to give you examples to clarify and all that good stuff when you're trying to really understand exactly what they need so pick up the phone so that way you can have clarity and it cuts down on the waste of time that you're gonna or yeah cuts down on the time you're going to waste by creating something that the client doesn't want in the first place because they didn't convey to you what they really wanted in the first place okay um you know what do you guys hear macy she's really really on another level right now um but it also says boundaries I would invite clients to text me, 
And when you open up your text to clients, they will text you. So if you kind of keep them in the category of communicating with you via telephone calls, as well as emails, it will save you a lot of time as far as, not time, it will save you a lot of anxiety as far as people trying to reach you after hours. So I unfortunately welcome people to text me and I have to put my phone on do not disturb at night because it's extremely stressful to see a whole bunch of clients texting you um, when you're supposed to be off. And I understand being an entrepreneur, or being a business owner, you truly do work all nights of the hours, but you still have to respect other people's time. Um, so when you open up your text messages, you're really just, you're not creating those boundaries. Um, and another example is even during the day. So yesterday, I went to a funeral and I was hanging out with family and, you know, loving up on people and, you know, grieving and all that other stuff. And clients were texting me during the day, which is fine any other day. But um, imagine being in that kind of situation with your family and seeing client texts about what needs to be done and what has to um, be completed or asking for, I don't know, information that's really stressful when you're already dealing with another stressful situation and it's hard to not look at your phone and not look at the messages at the same time. But if I hadn't opened up my text messages to them, that probably would not have been a problem. And so now I find that I have to put it on do not disturb and then put an auto reply on it to say, I'm not answering my text messages now or I am um, taking the day off. So that way they just don't have that that instant communication with me because sometimes it's just not necessary or it's just out out of bounds. So picking up the phone or training your clients to call you over the phone is much better than that weird space of communication where everybody thinks you're accessible at any times of the day. So last but not least, I really just wanna leave you with some tips on how you can be more confident when you're over the phone, especially if you feel nervous or you're shy or you don't know what to do. Um, and the best thing that I could say is to create a script. Now, in the future, we'll do a whole entire episode on cold calling um, and maybe some follow-up calls and what do those things sound like. But for now, really start creating a script for yourself. How, how do you want to sound over the phone or what are the points that you want to make over the phone? Um, what answers do you want to give them if you already know you're going to be talking about a particular topic? Write them down because now you feel supported. You have, you're supported by the words and the thoughts that you already wrote down instead of having to be quick on your toes. Now, is that always going to be the case where you won't have to be quick on your toes? Absolutely not, but at least you have possible scenarios and comebacks and <laughs> comebacks, <laughs> not, not comebacks. <laughs> you don't want to argue with your clients, but you have um, things that you can say or question answers to the questions that they may ask because you're thinking about all of that. And it really just comes with preparation. That's what you would do to prepare for in-person meeting at the same time. So keep those notes handy with you so you don't get lost and you feel a little bit more supported. Um, and, and, just, I think the, also the biggest thing too is to get comfortable with your own voice. Practice. I used to practice with my team back in my day when I did business development. They would um, give me 
curveball sometimes on certain um, sales pitches that I would do or phone calls that I would be pretending to make. I would ask them to be this type of person or ask them to um, pretend to be uh, the company that I've been trying to get in front of for the longest time. And that way, I felt more confident because it felt like I had already done this before. So ask someone to practice with you. Go grab a business bestie and make phone calls with each other. Even have cold calling or phone call days. We used to do that all the time where we would say, you know what, today, March 6th, we're going to be in the office making phone calls, hype each other up, get some food, get some lunch, and all day long we're just going to make phone calls. So that way you have a person to lean on when you need to practice for a second or you have someone that's there doing the same thing so you don't feel like you're alone in this and they're going through the same exact um same exact thing that you are. So feel free to grab a couple friends and be like, today we, we calling. We making phone calls, we cold calling, we following up with people, we're researching, whatever that is. And then the more you do it, the more confident you will be because your conversations are probably going to be very similar with all of your potential clients, current clients, opportunities, because you do the same thing every single day, right? So nothing should come to it, come come to you as a surprise. And even when they do, just remember that it is okay to tell someone, you know what, can we put a pin in this? Can I email you about that later? Or can we talk about this at a future time? I have to go back and do some research or I have to think about that for a second and I don't wanna give you the wrong answer. Sometimes we always feel like, or it can be more pressure or overwhelming when you feel like you have to have an answer for everything and that's what um, being over the phone kind of does. Um, it, you feel like you have to know everything right then and there, but a client will respect you way more if you say, I don't know, let me find out, as opposed to making something up on the fly or promising something that you really can't do and then you don't follow through or deliver on what you said you were gonna do. So I'm gonna leave you with this. I'm a apologize for me seeing the background whatever you heard she really just wanted to play in this moment and I think it may be because I typically don't record at this time of the day I record in the mornings so she's on level 500 <laughs> but pick up the phone call your clients even when there's nothing wrong or you know you have to talk to somebody new just it's nice to always pick up the phone too and just say hey how's your day going and that's relationship building right there. That's what keeps the client going. That's what makes you different. That's what makes you stand out, especially in a digital age where people don't get phone calls and postal mail anymore. So again, we'll do a whole episode on cold calling um, and uh, referent referrals and all that other stuff. So you feel a little bit more confident and we can structure these calls. But for now, I'll leave you with this. And um, I hope to see you on the next episode of Referrals and Rants. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Referrals and Rants. Remember, if you found this of value, please share with one or two friends that could use the information. If you have ideas about future episodes or you have questions, feel free to send them over to referralsandrants at gmail.com. And follow me, your host, Antoinette Minor, on all social media platforms at Antoinette K Minor, or sorry, on Twitter at Antoinette-TYP, something like that. You know where to find me, AntoinetteMinor.com, and I look forward to having you on another episode of Referrals and Rants.